This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. Thank you so much for uh, letting us do this, bro. Yeah. So, one of the things that I noticed on your, in your Instagram and just from your artwork is you get a lot of inspiration from the American West. You, a lot of your stuff has to do with cowboys, horses, um, and just, in my opinion, topics that like I never even have thought of. Uh, where did this come from? Why the intense amount of inspiration from the American West? Um, yeah, I mean, first off, thanks for having me, guys. Um, long-time listener, big-time fan. Check, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the West stuff, for me, I mean, it's, it, it's multi-layered. Um, it, you know, as, you know, an American, you know, it, the, the cowboy and kind of the imagery from the West is almost kind of like a symbol of of our like society um and so for me you know on a base level i love just kind of the the visuals of it you know as a kid growing up it was kind of the kind of idolized you know um, like almost like superhero character the lone ranger these kind of things um and then as i started getting older really not even that old like the marlboro man advertisements were everywhere they were billboards it was kind of like that that kind of uh same imagery continued to be this kind of impressive larger than life um kind of lifestyle and and then as i got older and started my art practice and the rest of what i do now it you know as a kind of as a subject matter, it became something really interesting to me to connect to that imagery as it had been used in advertisement and kind of the way that it affects the, um, you know, the thinking of consumers and also just, you know, what that does um, for us is, you know, like, for example, looking at a Marlboro ad and, you know, connecting the product to this like lifestyle and one thing I always mention is how Marlboro specifically used that imagery and 50 years or 100 years later whatever it's been um, you know if I don't smoke anymore but when I did smoke if someone would ask me to bum a cigarette they'd be like oh that's too harsh basically just based on the imagery presented in the advertisements and I and I always loved like how we've been trained by seeing this imagery over and over to like associate this kind of like uh tough or rugged kind of uh feeling state or you know experience just based off of this western imagery you know which encompasses so much there's you know kind of the beauty of it there's kind of the 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 loneliness the do-it-yourself the kind of go out on your own um thing and then there's also kind of the history 
um, which has, you know, definitely there's a checkered past as far as the relationships with the Native Americans and, and all these, uh, you know, kind of elements. And it, it's, you know, to, it, to sum it all up, it's just kind of a symbol of, of us as Americans as a society. And it's something that I love talking about because I've been raised with it, you know, as, since I was a child. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no. It keeps going. <laughs> no, man. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for having us yeah. in your studio and just like looking around at some of your artwork, even all of it is just like that piece behind you is, um, you know, I'm not a cowboy. Like, I don't own a horse. Neither am I. And, um, but just like what, what it stands for, the imagery, the solitude, the Lone Ranger type of um, life that they live. Um, I own a motorcycle and that's like my only form of transportation. And I can honestly say like some of the best experiences of my life, the best times where, where I just hit the road, just bungee cord a bunch of luggage and just hit the road and don't even have a destination in mind. Like I'm like, like it's so funny, like that uh, painting behind you. Um, you know, obviously he's like on the grass looking over the canyon and I just, I've been in those situations, you know, where my motorcycle is next to me and I'm looking over the canyons, just sitting there pondering over life. And it's, it's truly amazing. And it's funny how you could take like modern technologies and like modern civilization and kind of imitate that kind of, uh, life or mindset in a way, but it's truly not the same because now it's just like concrete roads everywhere that funnel you to a specific location. Meanwhile, on horses you could literally just venture anywhere there's like no limits you know yeah i mean it's different but it's all, i mean i feel like it, it that, that's a perfect example you know like i'm not a cowboy i don't own a horse i mean i'd love to you know yeah. but uh yeah it, it's a mindset it's you get that experience you know i mean i don't ride motorcycles either but that's what i imagine it's a modern day horse you know it's yeah. like it, it's, it's a steel horse or whatever on two wheels you know and, yeah. and that's like I think there's a lot of similarities between motorcycle culture and cowboy culture. You know what I mean? So I think that's like a perfect kind of like, you know, like it, it's a it's a feeling state. It's an experience. It's a mindset. It's it's something that I'm trying to achieve, or I think, you know, yeah. it, I think a lot of people could try want to achieve, and and that's kind of what I'm talking about at points in this work. It's not the only thing, but it, yeah, it, it's like that. There's an artist, uh, I'm not sure if you know, David Mann. He yeah, re yeah. he replicates a lot of that, like, cowboy to motorcycle themes in his artwork where you can see the, you know, them on the bike in the, in the the um, on those lonely roads in the yeah. desert, but behind them is, like, the shadow of the cowboy on the yeah. horse. It's, like, an amazing um, replica of, like, that stuff. Yeah, that's, that David Mann stuff's incredible. It's, uh, it's, it's, I've been trying to get my hands, my friend actually has a mural he painted at his, at his grandfather's house. It's amazing. That, yeah, that. That stuff's really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean that it, it it touches on so many things, you know what I mean? And 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 I think like that may be the base, you know, I, uh, kind of place that I like start from, and then because I've been doing it for coming up on ten years, it's just kind of like you keep it fresh and you start weaving through, you know, you discover some new imagery, you know, or you know. It, it, it's like any culture, there's like so many also like different elements to it, you know, there's the clothing, there's the, the, the environments, there's the, the you know, the, the pieces that are required to be a part of it. And uh, This is interesting to me because it seems like it's a time period that is so far removed yeah. from us now um, to be able to, I guess, 
find some sort of like not not even meaning but just like find some sort of like inspiration from it because it's so far removed from us and like I feel like it's something that's largely ignored you know what I mean so it's when you when you come up on let's say your Instagram page where you can see a lot of your artwork or your website or even one of your shows or books and you just see it as like one of the main forefronts it's like well what the fuck and it makes you think about it like for example looking at that art piece behind you and it's very clear like there's this like thing of solitude and also the the horse and the cowboy are done with a different medium than the rest of the shit and it's like do you do you see the cowboy as like uh in a sense of symbolism of fearlessness because that's kind of what i take from it when i see that or that one or that one it's just like uh someone unfazed by the bullshit i mean yeah i think for sure i uh you know, I think we're all multi-dimensional. I think you could take like the toughest guy in the world, and if you peel back the layers, he's gonna be filled with insecurities and question himself. And and I and I think that that's kind of part of it. You know, it's like I go through a spectrum of mental and emotional kind of turmoil on a daily basis. You know, I literally last night was feeling like nothing I do matters and then today I am like reviewing pictures of the book signing I did last week and I feel good you know and it's like and I think that like this image particular like that moment of solitude that's like a place or when you're sitting on the side of wherever on the motorcycle like it's a place to kind of evaluate and and so and you know these characters can kind of encompass all of that I think that uh, historically we've attached these kind of like tough guy narratives to some of these but you you know people in these images but it's kind of I, that's what i like as as i dig and dig and dig into the um into the subject matter it's kind of it it, it allows to kind of explore all of those places um but yeah i mean as someone who's spent their life getting tattooed and from a young age wanting to look tough and these kind of things it's very interesting to interesting to me to kind of you know talk about that you know this kind of preconceived notion of like masculinity and kind of like what we're supposed to be you know what I mean I mean this is a you know a graffiti related podcast like there's a community that is filled with that you know it's pretty much I mean tattooing which is something I was very involved with for many years and all these things it's like it's like a requirement to to, to look tough and and I'm fine with that I, I still partake in that but it's interesting to kind of just like look at that like why do we do that why do we feel that we need to do that you know why do we need to impress our peers that way you know and I think that these are this is a subculture just like the rest of these ones I'm mentioning that um, was doing that previous to these other subcultures you know and it's kind of this like this linear kind of uh, this ideology that goes through it all but the reality is like we're all individuals that experience many different things and and I and I like that I can like talk about that using this imagery and and in other imagery you know I mean like you mentioned the Mike Tyson painting I mean there's a perfect example of that I mean that guy's historically one of the most terrifying men to ever live but like what about the new Mike Tyson that we're seeing now who's you know doing a podcast with little boozy and like basically checking him on like a multitude of levels you know and 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 really like showing people that like hey like yes i was the most terrifying guy on earth but there's a lot more to me 
and you know and, and i think i just i love that kind of level to it like how you know how you know sure i can appear tough one day and i can be fully like soft on the next day and like you know i, I don't think we're defined and i think that these these characters kind of speak to that and of the other things you know but yeah it's i don't know there's an interesting intersection of all this stuff as you kind of when you look at enough cowboys the way that i have you start having to like <laughs> kind of like like okay cool well i've painted enough like tough ones and now like what's what else is going on here you know this yeah is. no it, it is true when you're saying about that graffiti thing and the the, def, the tough guy image and like if you look at all of the major films or documentaries whatever you want to call them like you have state your name or style wars and like some of the things that are said it's like it's like a life at war or uh, even some of the people we've interviewed and like talking about how they used to talk uh, back in the eras and people would throw peace signs in their throws and they cross it out and be like this isn't peace we're at war fuck you uh, or people would be like oh graffiti is not about this it's about fuck you I was here and fuck off shit like that but realistically like when you look on it and especially as you meet more graffiti writers in an intimate way like they're all intensely creative human beings part- partaking in like seriously like artistic endeavors yeah. and creative just even outside of art but just like in m- modes of thinking uh, or just like, oh, it doesn't necessarily have to be this way. Why can't it be this way? I can like widen my spectrum of thought and be like, oh, this is possible. Like I could live here or I could do it this way. I could get food this way. I could get over on, I guess, what is like a constraint in society in this way. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. And like, it's like the same thing with like Mike Tyson, like how you're saying he is like one of the most scary men on the face of the planet. And if you watch his early interviews, He's like studied history, studied poetry, like would love poems of love and literally memorize them. And it's like a multifaceted human being, although you only see it as one thing, you know, it's cool. It's like really cool to, it's funny how like something like the cowboy can just like, if you really analyze it, like so many things are inside this one little thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think that I was thinking about on the way here, you know, in relation to graffiti and and these kind of things that, you know, uh, there's definitely like a a continuation of that kind of tough guy kind of, I gotta, you know, I gotta be this kind of thing. But, you know, like every subculture, you know, there's so many different versions of that. You've got writers from every walk of life you've got you know i it, i just rewatched infamy the other night which i hadn't watched in i guess 10 years or whatever and watching those old interviews with like kunle and like his whole thing with like yeah i'm gay and i'll beat you up and i'll like do you know i like i remember seeing that and being like this is like amazing when that when that happened because like just like many other macho kind of like you know endeavors graffiti was is not like one that was very inviting to you know the homosexual gay community lgbtq you know and and so to see him do that then and and just kind of be like yeah there's so many different perspectives and i and i love that and you know and same thing with like i mean when you dive into the cowboy stuff there's levels to that you know someone an artist that i've worked with for uh, Orville Peck, he's a gay yeah. country musician, you know? I love his music. Very rare <laughs> yeah. in country, you know? You know, you have to kind of dig to find that, but it's 
you know, he's got, he, he's making waves because that, and, and I think that like, it's awesome, you know, and I, and I think that we are attracted to these things because we want to appear tough. And then like when we can kind of see that like there's, we can, you know, also, you can be tough and you can be, you know, uh, not tough or, you know, kind of, you know, and I, and not to make a whole, you know, go so deep on that. But yeah, I, I, I just always loved that. Like it started with this one kind of thing, this like visual attraction to it. And then, you know, and, and because of these other communities that we're all involved with it, it, it kind of, uh, just like those, it allows, you know, kind of the space to kind of explore all these kind of interests, um, and kind of ideas, you know? Yeah. No, I just want to touch on what you said earlier, how, you know, you pretty much said how, how many times can I paint the same thing, right? But in my opinion, honestly, I think these images and what you're trying to portray are very important, especially nowadays. And, you know, like not to venture it too far off topic, but I feel like in the day and age of like social media where everyone's so out there, you know what I mean? There is almost no privacy, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not we just do it you know it's like a natural thing to show who you're about where you work what you do on a daily basis everything so once again like the image behind you it just speaks so many volumes because it's like he's completely away from all that he's in his own world he enjoys his own solitude and i think we we can appreciate both worlds you know what i mean like the yin and the yang so i think it's important to have that if we have the other side which is what is very common nowadays you know intense <clears throat> intense socialization yeah i mean it's gonna be really interesting I mean, we are all the generation that I remember before, you know, cell phones and all that. And I, I feel very lucky to be the age that I am where I, I clearly remember life before that extreme connectivity, you know. Um, and obviously, I, I'm very familiar with post that. Um, but I'm I'm very curious about how it's going to affect kind of people younger than me that have only known that, you know, it's like if there's going to be kind of a, a pushing away of that kind of connectivity and, and, um, and desire to show off everything, you know? Um, I mean, you know, I only show what I want to show. I, I kind of have a big rule of keeping my personal life like is off the internet as possible. Yes. I have like a Finsta or whatever where like, I occasionally will like do like a photo dump of some stuff, but even then it's like still pretty kind of like this is only what I am okay with almost everyone seeing, you know, kind of thing because we all have our other side and it's, you know, I think it'll be really interesting as a society, like how that continues to play. You know, for me, I want society to see my work. So that's what I put on my Instagram. You know what I mean? Yes. Occasionally I put, a photo that I'm in, but it's very uncomfortable for me to do that, you know? Like, I don't like really being uh, the center of attention. I like I like indirectly being the center of attention, you know what I mean? And, and like, weirdly, this is okay with me, because, like, we're in a room with three people, or four people, but, like, like, doing that book signing I did last weekend, that, like, requires me to, like, you know, kind of, like, really, like, pump myself up mentally you know actually art show is like the toughest thing for me is like I'm like I get like so much social anxiety uh, so I guess the social medias and those things like they help because I can do the art show without having to be there in person kind of thing and then like I don't have to really like kind of put on the show for anyone but my dad also my dad's an artist and he was like well that's the job so 
just get used to it because that's where you, this is the fun part, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be really interesting to see like how that evolves in in all these different communities that have kind of been evolving with it, you know, and like where that leads, you know. It's I don't know. It's a, we're in a crazy time. How know? do you feel about social media in terms of uh, in terms of uh, a vehicle to show your art? Do you think it? Do you think it uh, numbs it down? For example, when I go on my phone and I open up Instagram, I think that subconsciously when I look at that shit like on my phone, I'm, all, I'm immediately like, all right, I'm going to a place. I'm entering the Instagram world where there's like mad shit. And uh, I'm just going to look at it all rather quickly, subconsciously. Like, for example, when I look at, when I look at some of these, like just the, the size and the colors, and it has definitely more of an impact than when I see it, when I see it online. So although online you can show it to... A, thousands and thousands of people how many of those people really like took it in instead of just viewing it in a in a in a haze it's it's tough because the reality is i would have no career without social media i am of uh i don't know i hate to like put a spotlight on myself and say that i'm like one of a few people doing this but the reality is the way that the art world has been structured for so long um does not did ne- never really like kind of uh, was built to do things the way that I do stuff. You know, I don't work with a gallery. I I do everything. You know, I'm very proud of the fact that I do everything in house. But there is always that grass is greener on the other side. Um, you know, kind of mental place I can go. Um, so you know, it's a tough one because yes, I think art is best when seen in person. Um, but also, um, this is the way that I've, 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 I've built and structured my career out of necessity. It was the same thing when I tattooed. You know, I remember going to a tattoo shop 15 years ago and essentially being laughed out of the tattoo shop. And I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to get into tattooing. I wanted to do it. I was like kind of teaching myself because I didn't have a, a tattooer to apprentice me or anything. And and you know and so i just was like i'm gonna figure this out. i want to do this i'm gonna figure it out myself now obviously that led to trials and tribulations to figure it out but like i got a career in tattooing because of instagram and i remember at the time you know you would hear these older tattooers be like oh that stuff's lame blah 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 and i'm like i'm able to travel around the world and get people to come get tattoos for me because of this like why wouldn't i want everyone to have you know my portfolio in their pocket essentially you know it's like it's crazy to especially with tattooing which is in my opinion easier to present uh on instagram than maybe the big paintings and that kind of stuff but uh, you know but that that same mentality that i kind of built in my tattoo career I was also doing the art thing at the same time until I could afford to just do the art thing. But um, yeah, I had to take that same thing. And, and you know, it's, yeah, I would love to be able to have everyone come see the stuff in person, you know? Um, it's, it's, you know, I can only be in so many places once and I can only bring the stuff so many places. So that's the next best option. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a, I see the positives and the negatives for no, sure. No, of course. You know? How, how did you even manage to um, to make this your job, to make it so that you could actually make a living off of making art? So many people 
uh, work jobs that at most they don't mind. But for a lot of people, it's like they're doing stuff that they would really rather not be doing. Whereas uh, to, to be in the position where you can just truly follow your passions and, um, you know, just even make a living off of it. How did you manage to do such a thing? Um, you know, for someone who had two parents who made a living as artists, I couldn't figure it out for a long time. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess that take that with a grain of salt. But, you know, uh, for me, it was because I was raised with two artists that made a living. You know, they when I was younger, they had a business, an art, a creative business. My They ran a backdrop business, so my dad would paint backdrops. My mom would photograph them simultaneously. His painting studio was in the same studio that he did that, and her dark room and all the stuff for her photography career was also in that space, but they did this, and so I kind of eventually modeled my setup after that. So what I did was I started tattooing in an art studio, and so I was all day, all I did was paint, tattoo, and that was it. And from basically 10 in the morning to three in the three in the morning you know just like that was all I did I was very fortunate that a friend of mine um, who was out of the country for about a year uh, gave me his art studio to just live in for free um, which was you know a huge blessing um, and so that's where that kind of started but that was that was kind of what it was it was I just tattooed uh, to make money and um, and I was very driven. You know, I had a, a rule, especially early on. Well, I got sober. That really helped. Um, I didn't really do anything before. I, I mean, I would, my art, I had always done art. You know, I was the kid that grew up with the art, artist parents, so I was like, I am an artist. Like, that's what I do, like, in high school and, the you know, elementary school, all of that. And I always had, like, a little workspace in every place I ever lived. You know, even when it was like a closet in the Mission District, I had a desk with like art supplies on it. And so I always had that. But by the end of not being sober, or when I was not sober, by the end of that, I was really limited on what I was actually doing. But I got sober and I had all this time. And I just had a rule every day I had to accomplish. And Instagram was kind of in its early stages then. And I was just like, I have to do three drawings or watercolors a day and post them on Instagram. And that was, you just set that rule for yourself? Yeah. And then, um, and that was it. And that's just all I did every single day. Um, and um, I had basically like run life into the ground and didn't have a place to live. I had no money, nothing. Uh, I was fortunate to be in a position where I could go live with my parents for a couple months. I went and lived with them. They're obviously encouraging the art stuff. So that's what I did for about four months until I went back and toured with um, musician friends again. And, and I would bring tattoo equipment on those tours. And, and by then, like, I was starting to get, like, a little bit of a following for the tattooing. So I would, like, set up appointments on tour. And not only... I was also tour managing, so I'm driving the van all day, all around the country, and then like dealing with loading in the gear and selling the merch and all this shit. And then like we'll have like someone come by the hotel and I'll tattoo them in a room. You know, I mean it was very like DIY, figuring it out kind of thing. And then I just kind of kept doing that, and it was just like the tattooing started like building. But I was very cognizant of of constantly making my paintings and drawings and the stuff outside of the tattooing 
and promoting that, posting it, whatever you want to call it, so that I was never just one thing. You gonna take off, bud? Um, and so that was kind of, I don't know if it was like I had an extreme sense of drive or whatever, but that was just all I cared about, Yeah, is just doing that every day, because I was starting to see kind of uh, the rewards, and the rewards being like, people actually want to get tattoos for me. Or, you know, I remember selling my first painting for, you know, more than, you know, I had had art shows previous to sobriety and done stuff and sold work, but it wasn't, you know, I remember selling one that was actually like more money than I'd ever received for a piece of art. And it was from someone that got tattooed and it was a whole thing. And it was just like those things compounding on top of each other and just like kept doing it. And then at one point I decided to, I, I'd hit a point where I was like, I can't do the tattooing anymore if I want to achieve what I want to achieve with the art. And I went to Japan with some friends and I just never scheduled another appointment after that. And there was definitely a shift where I took a monetary hit because I didn't have that income coming in, but I was driven. I, I trusted in the bigger picture that it would work. And it seemingly has, but I'm also like super hardcore. I have to like come here and make something every day. And that's to, the short answer to that question is I'm a firm believer and you just have to do. And if you keep doing, it will work. You just have to do it so much and keep doing it that, you know, I mean, look, in graffiti, if you go out and paint every single night and you're going to become a known graffiti writer. It's just, it's, you know what I mean? Like, people might not like what you do, but you're still gonna be fucking everywhere and people can't avoid it. And that was kind of, not that that was what I was thinking necessarily, but you know, it's just like, I was like, well, I have nothing else to do. This is the thing I've always wanted to do. And so I'm just gonna keep doing this until hopefully people like it. And hopefully I get good enough to where, you know, I, I learn. I mean, I personally think that I'm like, so far from where I like hope to be and even like creatively I, I think that like I am like at the infant stage of what I'm supposed to make um, that you know I'm kind of just like chasing whatever that place hopefully is you know so it's more like oh, I'm super I, I in my head I'm like I'm super behind I gotta like learn how to make better art I gotta learn how to like talk about things and, and be a better artist. And, you know, I think someone else might look and be like, oh, you got to figure it out. But I can promise I've, I've been around artists that I look up to and think they've achieved everything and I'll hear the same stuff from them. And I'll be like, oh, I guess that never goes away. And I take it as like a, a blessing to like constantly have something that I feel like I have to keep pushing towards because I don't know why, you know, I, I don't really know what, why I have that, you know, like mentality, but it's just like, yeah, it's maybe it's like wanting to be accepted by my peers, you know, or something or be a part of, or, you know, the bigger conversation of art. But I think that's also the beauty of being an artist is that no matter how famous of an artist you are, you're not going to be in every museum, you, you know, let's like Picasso is probably like the most famous artist, like, there are plenty of people that don't like Picasso, you know? I honestly, I find a lot of inspiration and also like mental calmness 
when I hear uh, stories such as yours or just through some of the people that we've had on this show, uh, a lot of the artists from in like various genres, they have like similar stories. They have like uh, in the sense that it seems like in your path to finding the, the way that works for you to make a stable living off of pursuing your passions and uh, just like really just perfecting your craft, working on that shit every day. It was almost as if you were learning as you go. Uh, there's no like, as opposed to let's say like a medical school, like all right, I do five years of this. These are the courses I must take, and then boom, it's done. And then I have this paper, and then these 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 uh, organizations secure me. In this shit, like no one secures you but yourself, and you have to set up your own shit. Like if if you have to be like, all right, I'm gonna do three watercolor pa- watercolor paintings a day. I'm gonna do this. I'm going to uh, travel and bring this tattoo, um, br- bring all my equipment with me, and you know, see, see what the fuck happens. And a lot of the people that we've had on the show, like they ended up, you know, along the lines, like making mistakes. Some of them fall into the, into using, using drugs and often falling like really deep to the point where they're straight up about to die. Um, and it's really impressive that they come back and then with no real planning, they, they come back and then little by little work on their shit every day. They show up every day. They put in the work in their respective field every day. And then it's on some, like, if it was a slideshow in a movie, like, down low here. And then, boom, ginormous fucking studio in L.A. type shit. And it's it gives me inspiration because I've always, like, sometimes I'll feel lost. Like, yo, what the fuck am I going to do? What comes next? What if I, uh, this shit's going to go wrong and then nothing's going to work after this one. But realistically, when you analyze all the people's situations if you just show up and you do your work on a daily basis which is like an obvious thing to say but realistically like it really does fucking work that way like you really did just fucking from somehow three watercolor paintings a day to this crazy shit and it's and it's inspiring yeah i mean it yeah i yeah that's that's pretty you know it's not like there's no promise but it's kind of like i don't know you you know we've all heard athletes or people since we were kids be like you know you just got to chase your dreams all this the reality though is is is, you know you just got to do you know because the difference is like there's people that do it or don't you know and you're not going to ever get there if you don't try you know what i mean and all that shit like as corny as it all sounds it's like it's fucking true you know what i mean like you know i definitely no one's going to hand you the career Mm. you know and the thing that inspires me too like i said is like knowing that like the people that I look up to are still just as you know going through all the same shit you know and 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 uh sure there's plenty that are super fucking confident and and think that they're the best things since sliced bread and that's great you know uh part of my drive is is that I don't think I'm the best thing since sliced bread um I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, I have this defect in my thinking that is, like, you have to keep going so that hopefully you can be better, a better version of yourself, you know? And I'm, like you said, learning. Like, I'm constantly learning. Like, I have paintings that I'm working on that I will have, like, these breakthroughs that I'm like, holy shit, I just learned, like, a totally new thing about painting. And, you know, and now I can push this into the, the rest or you know and that that shit never ends you know and, and and it's not just with what I do here on the canvas or the paper or whatever like shit with business or you know like take you know it's like 
discovering like a new way to screen print a t-shirt or some shit like you know i because i i try to touch all that shit you know it's like and it's kind of just like having also like the curiosity to keep learning you know because like i don't know i i don't think you ever there's no way to know everything so it's just being like open you know to discovering new shit about yourself about what you're doing about you know your peers etc you know that that shit's like the most inspiring you know going to another artist studio gets me like so excited to come back into my studio you know and kind of you know and that's something that i am really trying to get better at is like kind of being a part of uh the the bigger community of creatives because you know that's it's very easy to just come in here every day and and lock away yeah what do you think about uh your time period of using drugs and just how seemingly you know i don't i don't know you too personally or anything but how seemingly far removed from that shit you are now um and the recovery process i know that it's interesting because you said that what you did was you started you told yourself i'm gonna do three watercolor paintings a day in some other interview out there you talked about how um when you started to get clean and sober from using drugs you decided to make your own schedule you didn't go to like a, a traditional recovery place you just did it yourself like i'm going to skate for this many hours and then i'm going to draw until two in the morning and it's like you're essentially doing the same shit which is like making your own schedule making your own routine like being your own boss grabbing it you know by like doing it yourself uh what do you think about that time period and falling into using drugs and all of that stuff yeah i mean it uh i i wouldn't change it um i'm glad i went through that you know i mean i think um that you know it's one of those things it's like it starts as a fun thing and then it, you know and then it becomes a not fun thing um but i'm 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 also a firm believer in that the drugs weren't the problem um yes they're problematic but uh i think that there was something that was in me you know that i was trying to figure out and i'm still trying to figure out i just have new ways of of trying to figure it out now um you know i've replaced the drugs with all this you know um the reality is the drugs took away everything and this brings everything now so you know that that kind of is a simple way of of seeing the difference you know and i also didn't do any of this i by the end of the like i was saying like by the end of that period of my life it was like i was barely doing any art which was something that has been a passion of mine since i as long as i can remember um but i wouldn't i wouldn't change it because because it in the in the bigger picture reminded me of why i want and need to do this you know um and it taught me a lot you know and i met a lot of people you know there was a lot of fun times you know i mean i worked in a in a nightclub in new york for five years i met a lot of people uh through that time and believe me i was doing a lot of drugs and drinking a lot in that time period you know so you know i'm not gonna advocate for people necessarily doing that but um you know there was there was good things that that came from that part of my life um but um it took me to a low enough place where i realized that um 
was not sustainable to say the least you know and and i have very close friends that have been stuck in that kind of thing for years and you know and and i think we all do you know i i think it's very common um and you know i i will say that you know i i i definitely like do aa and that kind of stuff i'm a big proponent of that i think you know anyone that is potentially listening to this like that's why i talk about it at all because i think that if it helps anyone else that that would be rad um but i'm also of the thinking that like if you could be happy and not hurting anyone and doing any amount of drugs and drinking whatever i also support that as well you know so i'm not here to be like edge straight edge fuck drugs you know like that's cool too but like i i just want everyone to do what they want Mm -hmm. this is what works for me um it very much helps and i'm i'm i love and it's very helpful for me to be able to look at that time before and after i didn't make shit when i was getting fucked up i don't get fucked up i make a lot of shit you know so it's seemingly uh an equation that works pretty well and i know there's other people that have been on the show that you know uh have a similar you know trajectory and story and you know that was kind of the thing i when i first got sober i started looking around at guys that i looked up to that uh were graffiti writers tattooers artists and i started realizing seeing that common thread between a bunch of them that oh they had done that had been their lifestyle and then they stopped and i was like cool seems like this works kind of thing um but how how has the the making of art replaced all of that um again in another interview you talk about how uh when you would use drugs it would it would quiet everything um and now that's kind of what this does for you um and just a lot of people i think create things or follow their passions in a sense uh escaping from the issues or maybe not even escaping but soothing and dealing with the issues of uh their everyday lives how does this do that for you it's uh it's like a, it's the difference between. I mean, I could I could explain it in drug terms, or I could explain. You know, it's like a quick high versus a long high. You know, a big thing for me was my life was like this fucking roller coaster. You know, I was having the best nights of my life, partying in New York, and then feeling like shit all day the next day, or being depressed, or all these things, and it was high highs and low lows, and I just got tired of that shit. I was just like, I would rather be like in the middle you know or like you know like having a nicer calmer vibration to life that is not a low low i don't want to experience sure like i like i mentioned earlier i had some i had a low low last night where i felt shitty you know the difference is i didn't go fucking do something detrimental to my whole life uh to resolve it i you know worked through it you know in a in a in a more positive manner than i probably would have in the past but um that you know kind of like yeah i got this gives me that it just gives me a slower burn version of it which i am totally cool with at this point you know like that and there are high highs you know like like let me tell you when you sell a painting for a a good amount of money 
I get a high high off of that every single time. So I am chasing some version of it. You know, I'm not like completely healed or immune to like, you know, being a human that wants to experience some form of a high. It's just I'm not like putting it up my nose or drinking it or, you know, smoking it at this point. It's like it's it's a different version, but I still get a rush, you know. Um, you know, and there's just different versions, you know, and not, I, I know that sounds like so cliche, you know, I mean, there's literally a Motley Crue song about it, but, you know, like, it's just a different version and I'm just not ruining my life and everyone close around me's life in the process now. Um, and hopefully I'm just improving things with this new kind of manner, but, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the, the fact that I can be my own boss or, come here that makes me pretty fucking happy on a daily basis you know the fact that i don't have to answer to anyone if i don't want to it's like the ultimate the ultimate luxury yeah exactly and and that wasn't possible when i was doing that other shit now i know people that have achieved that while not being sober so you know each his own you know i just know for me personally Mm -hmm. that's like the only thing that i could do to make it work um you know What, what do you think about living in l.a what do you think about uh, the, the amount the amount of homelessness and the amount of uh, it seems like if you want to find a place that has problems in society if you want to find a place where there's people losing their minds in the street and just insanity you go to some of the some of the streets in LA and just by driving down it you can see all that shit. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're in a time where there's a a lot of people making a lot of money and. A lot of people not making any money. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff is is due to a a lot of uh, factors in society um, that ebb and flow. I'm a big uh, believer in that society ebbs and flows. And um, we're in a time of of intense polarization and. and spotlights on things. You know, we didn't have the access. We all have access to videos of everything all the time. You know, I mean, when we were younger, when I was younger, I didn't have that, you know? So we didn't see a lot of this stuff. And and a lot of people that don't, aren't on their phone 24 seven, aren't seeing a lot of this stuff too, you know what I mean? So do I think like homelessness is a massive problem in Los Angeles? Yes. Do I think it's a massive problem everywhere? Yes. Um, would I love to see it resolved? Yes. Do I think that's like possible overnight? No. You know, um, how do I feel about it here, living here? I mean, it's a tragedy. I think as someone who was once homeless themselves, you know, I think that it's such a nuanced issue that is really kind of hard to really, you know, there's, there's people that have been lost a job out of their control and, you know, and, and are affected by aspects in their own life that um, are damaging to their situation and and that's terrible there's other people that choose to be homeless i'm not saying that 
that that's everyone. I, but I, you know, I, I essentially almost chose to be homeless because I could have gone and lived in my parents' house. Like I eventually did, you know? So, you know, I'm not, if there's no woe is me, I was choosing to do the drugs and, and you know, I, I could have now one would say that that's a disease and, you know, I, you know, I, it's, it's really hard to kind of like answer that question but what I will say is that being around it, I mean, we're not far from Skid Row right now. You see it. You see all levels of it, and it is, uh, it's motivating in the fact that, holy shit, I want to keep doing this, so hopefully I don't end up like that. Hopefully I can maybe be in a place where I can better the world and contribute to society outside of my own personal existence. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of thoughts that come up with it. Um, and I'm just as guilty as the rest where I'm like, fuck, I just want to like, I'm just trying to make my own life, you know, good life, you know? And it's tough, man. It's the, the seeing all this uh, in LA on your drive over here and your daily life and your commutes influence your artistic process in any way? Do you ever see something outside that you're like, oh shit, I'm going to somehow relate that to what I'm doing and make a, make a piece off of it? Um, I, I think I talked about it in some of my earlier work when I was closer to my version of that life. Um, in some of my like earlier paintings, I was definitely kind of referencing, uh, you know, elements from my unsober kind of more bottom of the barrel time of my life. Um, I don't actually drive through Skid Row when I come to work, so I'm actually not seeing it. I kind of come down the freeway, and it's 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 a little bit further. It's not as close to where we're at right now, um, you know. But it's it's one of those things. It's I mean, we were talking about San Francisco earlier. Like, there's a city where it is really in your face. You'll be in the nicest neighborhood ever. You walk a block over, and it's like aggressive homelessness. That is, you know, is is uh, you have you have no choice but to be confronted with it you know and i think that it's important that people um see it you know and know that it exists because i think it's really easy i mean los angeles is a place where it's very easy yes you'll find homeless encampments near all the freeways but it's very easy to be up in brentwood and not see anyone you know or different parts of you know malibu etc you know uh and I think it's important to know that that those sides of life exist still, and you know, and that you know that that's happening. You know, um, as far as how it affects my work, you know, I I think that at this point it would be subconscious. You know, um, but if anything, it just affects my life and giving me gratitude and allowing me to be really, you know, kind of happy that. I'm no longer pushing towards that uh, and also that I've been given an opportunity to be in the position I'm in, you know, but shit, man, fuck, it's, that's, a, that's a heavy one. Why'd you, why'd you move here? Well, why did you leave New York and then why are you now thinking about leaving L.A.? Well, I'm not thinking about leaving L.A. I'm thinking about officially getting New York into the picture with instead of living out of hotels when I'm there just having a studio that I can live and work at so that I can work when I'm there because I do spend a lot of my time there um, 
I left New York because I was very unsober and it was not, and I, and I did what the sober community would call it geographic. I essentially packed my apartment overnight and left. And I had been coming here pretty often and it was kind of, uh, you know, it, it seemed very inviting. I had friends here that were doing creative things and and inviting me to be a part of that community. And, and uh, so it was a perfect storm of, all right, well, my life is going in this direction here. All my friends out here are kind of doing this and I want to try that, you know, uh, you know, and it took, it took about two years before that worked, but yeah, LA has been really, really great for me personally. It's been really great for my career. Um, you know, as we were talking about, it'd be very hard to have a space this large in New York, especially, you know, close to Manhattan, which is where I, you know, like to exist when I'm out there. Um, but also to the point of me doing everything myself, um, I want to have more of a presence out there. It's kind of like, because I operate as my own gallery, the way a gallery would open up an outpost in LA and maybe one in New York and I'll just do that too, you know? It's kind of like, all right, well, I'll have my own gallery in New York or my own studio space so I can work here. And, and also, I just, yeah, I, I want the freedom to do whatever I want whenever I want, you know, which I think is what most people want. And as I continue to push, that was always a dream of mine. When I was in New York, initially in my early 20s, I was so jealous of the people that got to be bi-coastal and all these things. So essentially since since then I've been wanting that and it's kind of more reality so that's kind of something I want to try out again I did it when I was tattooing uh years ago I had a studio in an apartment in New York as well and one here and and it was great I love that you know I love being able to walk out my door I can't walk out my door and go run into friends here the way I can there so I want to have both you know? mm -hmm. have you ever thought about living in a non-city environment yes yes all the time uh, I would love that, but I also feel that it is is pertinent for my work life to be kind of close to the action, so to say. So, you know, that's to tie that into another question you asked, and I've answered that question before like this, like, you know, how do you make this kind of, how do you, how did you make this a reality, like working for stuff? It's being where what you want to do happens yeah, yeah and being an artist happens in new york and la and many other cities and the internet has allowed people to not be in 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 those places necessarily but i am of the belief that it helps to be close to the action and and so that's you know what i try to do but my long-term goal is to have a farm with a million dogs and horses and animals and uh, and be not in the city. And and right now that looks like upstate New York or something like that to me, but, you know, who knows? Maybe it's Wyoming or So Montana. your long-term goal is to have a farm? I want to, like, live, yeah, not in the city and live with a bunch of animals and chill and be out, you know, in nature and that kind of shit. So, yeah, like, I would love that too. You know, that's, that's, that's where I want to end up. But to get that to a place that I want it to be in, I, I need to be in the city now and hopefully eventually get yeah. there, you know? D does it, uh, seeing as your passion is is your job, your job is your passion, 
uh, creating creating paintings, creating different types of artwork, does that take away the, I guess, love or fun or, or relaxation aspect of making a painting? Um, like I think about it, like I was talking to Cyrus Bennett about being a pro skater. Like, does, do, do those deadlines make it like, oh, fuck, dude, like, this isn't even funny. Someone's telling me I have to heel flip this, this set, like, by this day because this... Does that, does that make it less fun? I don't know. I think I'm in a fortunate position in the fact that I don't... I, well, I don't know. It, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a fortunate position because I don't deal with anyone's deadlines but my own. I guess it... Um, you know, I don't have someone being like, hey, we need you to finish this work by this date although I don't know I like that you know the, the when I do do that occasionally when I do do shows with someone else or whatever um, I like that so no I, I, I could see very much how that could happen um, there was like a meme the other day that I saw like something about uh, it was like a guy playing a piano and it was something about it being his job and you know if, if you if you want to hate something, make it your job or something like that. But, you know, I, that's not the experience I've had yet. Although I can, like I said, very much see how that could happen. Um, but that's also why I dive into so many, you know, like I was showing you guys, you know, there's the clothing stuff, there's design stuff, there's, you know, making books. There's all these different things because I, like, have to keep it fresh. So... Yeah, if there was one painting in this room and that's all I could focus on was that one painting, I might lose my mind. You know, like I, you know, like, but because I'm able to distract myself or have 12 paintings on the wall so that I can jump between them, it keeps it fresh and so I don't end up hating it. But who knows, you know, like I said, I, I feel very infant stage uh, of, of this being my career. So who knows, maybe when I'm, older it'll change but I also look at my dad who's been in the studio as long as I've been alive and he goes to the studio with the same happiness every day and you know so and he's you know in his 70s so I I that is why I look at being an artist as the ultimate career because it's like there's no expiration date on it you know I when I see a photo of Cy Twombly or Matisse in bed you know because he can't even get out of bed drawing on the wall you know at 80 it's like cool you know I think that this is <laughs> I think this can go as long as you know as possible whereas I don't know if that's necessarily the case you know when I hear friends of mine being like oh I just want to retire I don't want to do anything I'm like man how why I, I want to do this like it's because they don't like what they're doing yeah for sure but you know I, I yeah exactly I love it, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really see a reason to do anything else uh, for a job because then I'll hate that. You know, I don't, I don't hate this. You know, I think the quote is "Find what you love to do, so you never work a day in your life." Kind mm -hmm. of thing. That's, do you think that's possible for everyone, or it's just like for some people, it's just straight up not realistic? I mean, I don't want to be the person that says it's not possible. For, I, I think that, like, some version of it is possible. Because yeah, I don't yeah. think there's one right way to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there isn't, you know? And also, everyone has a different version of what makes them happy, you know? Like, some people love material things. Some people are 
despise material things. Some people just want a quiet space. Some, you know, it's so I just think people need to find what makes them happy and, and go for that, you know, because an art career can look like a lot of different things. You know, there's artists that are some of the most highly respected artists in the world that made no money, you know, and one person might be like, well, that's not, you know, what is success? You know, is success being Jeff Bezos? I don't know. That guy's pretty like hated. Everything he does gets scrutinized, you know, so that might not be, you know, I don't know what he thinks, you know, so it's kind of like, I don't know. You just got to find happiness is success to me. Yeah. 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 That if you, if you're happy and you're not miserable every day, then you've, you've won. No, I noticed that a lot in my uh, my job, or you could say career, because um, I work in the construction industry. I'm a plumber, and uh, for example, on last this Friday that passed, um, one of the supervisors, he's like a laborer or whatever. He's like a, I think he said he was 58 years old, and he was talking about retirement and how much he can't wait, how um, he really can't wait to stop doing what he's doing, and it just I hear that a lot in that industry you know what I mean like people just come to work they're dragging themselves out of bed like they don't it's not fulfilling their soul it's not their life purpose essentially but they do it you know obviously for their children their house all that kind of stuff and um and they just can't wait to retire and it kind of like it makes me think a lot about that because I'm young you know what I mean and I'm like I don't want to be 60 years old and thinking just dreading every day and thinking about retirement every single day because I've seen cases where you know a lot of people um they're waiting for retirement and they literally die a month before receiving what they've waited for their whole life and what they thought would bring them a sense of peace fulfillment like their life would they thought their life would finally start at retirement and they didn't even live up live up to it because they literally you know physically deteriorated doing that job you know so uh it just makes me think a lot about that too how about um you know and I, i don't i'm not saying you can't find true fulfillment and interest in for example the plumbing industry because i, I totally think you can no you can i work you with know? a lot of people like um i work with welders and i weld myself occasionally and it's super interesting to me and i know people that truly do enjoy their job they they like they they research things on their free time they buy little tools they need on their with their own money like to make their job easier and they they have an interest but you know it's like the opposite where uh, like that guy you know just dreading it and um I don't know, just something I always think about um, in terms of careers and stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, that was kind of what happened with tattooing, you know. I mean, you know, it was, it it started feeling like a job. And, and I was just like, I don't want to hate this. I want to love this. And because the problem with hating that is, yes, I was going to feel miserable, but tattooing is a super intimate experience and I didn't want to be the tattooer that someone comes in, they're all excited to get this tattoo from you and you're a dick to them because you're miserable with yourself, you know? So that kind of experience can translate to any, I'm sure there are plumbers, as you mentioned, or any kind of thing, you know, you go into a restaurant. Now you might go into a restaurant and they clearly love what they're doing and you have a great dining experience. Or you go in a restaurant and they hate what they're doing and it's a miserable dining experience and no one wins. Now, the truth is that not everyone's gonna get to do whatever they want and chase their passions. 
but people can try, you know. The problem that I see is that people don't know what their passions are, and so that creates a problem, you know. But I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to solve the world's issues, you know. But uh, I, yeah, I, I would say that I think people should either find, you know, now maybe putting food on the table and being able to provide a, a, a you know, a nice home or uh, opportunities for their children are those passions yeah, yeah. of why someone might do it, you know. But the, it, it kind of comes back to that, you know, like it's like uh, you, you, I feel like you need to, it's about, op, it's about like the optics of, of, for yourself of like, okay, if I'm that miserable going to this job every day, I should probably relook at yeah. this. And either if I don't have another option, I should probably like try to reframe it for myself. Yeah. I know that's tough, you know, especially when you got to get up at 6 a.m. and yeah. go fix someone's sink or some yeah. shit, you know, like because I've done those kind of jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what that's like it, it you know, it, it's 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 grueling labor, you know, but it can also be if you're like feel like you're growing in it, you could, you know, yeah. that can be transferred to anything, you know, that can be transferred to regular labor jobs or being an artist or whatever, you know. But also, there are plenty of people being an artist or creatives or, I mean, how often have we seen someone who seems like they have it all kills themselves? Yeah. You know, where you're like, man, you, why, how could that person be so miserable? They had it all, mm -hmm. you know? No, it's funny you say all that with, once again, that piece of art <laughs> behind you because it makes me think about what you just said, how, you know, maybe providing and, um, um, having a house for like their children for their wife is their passion but then it makes me think of the man on the horse how he needs his own passion he needs his own thoughts he can't just of course it's um, you know you could say it's the duties of a man to provide 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 but at the end of the day that man needs to have some type of his own structure his own thoughts his own otherwise like you said he just goes mad yeah. you know he realizes that wow like I really don't have something for myself in this world you know I mean you need outlets you know and I was fortunate to be able to take that outlet and turn it into a career. But I'm also constantly trying to find things to scratch that itch or some shit. You know, like and and like like a an addict. I I you know I last year I surfed every day. You know, I was like, it's something that I've done off and on since I was a kid, and I've always tried to break that. Uh, you know, off and on element. And then I just went super hardcore where I was up at five every morning at the beach, driving an hour to the beach. And that wasn't sustainable, you know what I mean? And I eventually stopped doing it every day like that. Now, what I'm happy about is my partner who did not grow up with surfing, he now surfs all the time because I got him to do it. So the benefit to me is that I passed along this love for something that I still love, you know, um, but I'm not going every day, and I actually I haven't been surfing in a year because uh, I hit a wall, you know. But I'm always looking for those things, you know, like maybe it's an instrument, or maybe it's, you know, uh, there was one I was working on recently that was like, oh, this is a creative outlet that I'm not trying to sell or make money from, and it's something that I can, you know. Now, I am pretty good about turning these things into ways to like be part of this career, you know, like shooting photos or all these other things but you know i like yeah like i that that to me is kind of like the pursuit and and i think like 
to the sobriety thing is like my old way of dealing with it is just gonna get fucked up you know and I think that's a reason why a lot of people do that is like well this will make me not feel like I need to fill the gap right now like I can just fill the gap with getting fucked up I don't have that luxury anymore to do that so I have to figure out these other fucking things but it's also probably why you see a lot of alcoholism in the trade industry I mean the amount of me- I follow a lot of sobriety memes the amount of like construction worker ones that you see you know <laughs> like it's pretty pretty common I feel like in that community you know and that's probably why you know no 100% it's definitely uh, it's very common yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you know and, and getting up fucking and doing hard shit and labor in the morning is takes its toll on the body which you know at least you know so well the problem I feel like the problem with that shit is like Although plumbing can definitely, it can definitely be like a passion that you enjoy. Like I'm sure like everyone has their, everyone has their own road, everyone has their own path, but it's a different thing because let's say that like painting is your passion, which it is creating art is your passion, which it is, but it won't be your passion if I tell you to create this apple right now at 6am and then the next day it's the same apple and the next day it's the same apple and the next day it's the same apple. And then you're like, okay, yes, I like painting, but this is like a different thing. This is like painting the same fucking apple because this guy is telling me to do it. So now it's like, holy shit, like how am I, God damn it. You know what I mean? So that's like the thing I think of in that. Nail on the head right No, it's exactly what you said. Which is what happened with the tattooing, which has happened with certain commercial work that I do. Because I do commercial work because for me, I'm like trying to do everything because I'm, greedy and I want all the money and all this and so like when jobs come across that I probably shouldn't do I say yes because I'm like well I've got to get that check because I want to have these things and I want to live this life I want to you know all this shit and that leads to those moments where I'm like fuck this fuck this client I shouldn't have said yes to this shit I don't even have to do this shit but I'm now I'm angry and that and that's yeah like, I, like I'm going through it too you know what I mean like that, that shit happens you know like I'll agree to some something and and then I'm mad at myself for agreeing to it you know like the cool thing about art though is that there, it's like you said it's infinite it, it, there's so many avenues that you could approach it at that it's like I think of like John Joseph Cromax like he's an artist in his own respect or like uh, Rob like A-Life he's an artist in his own respect two completely different things and then you artist in your own respect completely different from those two people I just named or and it's like, okay, if this shit gets you pissed because it's commercial work or whatever, well, then you can go and make this sculpture of this thing that's actually an ashtray, um, and you can just, like, essentially switch it up completely, although you're still in your realm, and you can even still make it your job because then what you are becomes more of just, like, a general artist as opposed to, like, I have to do be, be on this one fixated path, which is, like, s- super sick that you can just turn, like you said, whatever it is you're doing into this, like, artistic framework. And you could even make some money off of it and help yeah, you I mean, stay alive. That's that's why I always like, I always kind of like when someone's like, oh, like what do you do or what you know? It's always like an uncomfortable question for me because I'm like, oh, I don't really know how to answer that question. You know, like my quick answer is I'm a painter, but the reality is like I don't just paint. You know, like I'm I'm trying to do lots of shit and and uh, something that someone was I, I didn't go to art school like in the traditional manner. And I have my own, you know, opinions on how that whole system works. But someone was telling me recently that in art school now, there's like been a, a shift where historically, like the different, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, like uh, elements of, of art school, like fashion or, you know, uh, kind of design, all these things were separated and that they've actually in recent years started kind of like connecting those different kind of disciplines and in encouraging kids, like encouraging the painter kids to interact with the fashion kids and kind of collaborate because we're in a time where we're seeing, and I think that's great, we're seeing that like there's not one right answer. You know, I think in fine art or whatever, you know, there's been kind of historically like, oh, you can't do brand collaborations or products or these things. It takes away from the high nature of your art. And that's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. And anyone that tells you that that's how it is or this kind of like, not to get overly upset, but like anyone that tells you that like you can't do these things while also making paintings and all this is, is full of shit because like there's no right way to have an art career there's none there's not a right way i've seen behind the curtain essentially you know or to to put it one way and like there's no fucking right way you can be an artist and mold an ashtray you can be an artist and take a photo you can be an artist and make clothing you can be an artist and be a plumber that like weld some shit like that that it's such a broad term anyways anyone wants to claim ownership and the hierarchy of it is an asshole and they can go fuck themselves as far as i'm concerned because like there's not one right way to do it and i I think that that kind of like mindset needs to be promoted more uh by artists because in my opinion the like art system is like been kind of a divisive system for a long time for a lot of creatives and and making people feel less than because maybe they don't necessarily feel like they fit into a certain box and the reality is that like it doesn't have to be like that it can be it can be you can be a creative with a podcast or a fucking you know anything like it doesn't really matter you know at the end of the day in my opinion you know i'm sure there's plenty of people that disagree with me on that but whatever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, bro, I gotta say, dude, thank you so much for blessing us with your words and yeah. letting us come here to your space and being on the show, bro. It's been thank an honor for, for us. Me, man. I've been oh, really stoked. Dude, it's amazing. I, <laughs> see, seeing these paintings in person, like, truly have opened my eyes. Like, it's, like, I, I don't know if I'm not around, like, paintings that often or what, but, like, looking at some of this artwork is, like, I don't know, it just, like, hits me differently. Yeah, I, I, I that's all I can hope for, you know. Yeah, the, like the goal as an artist is just to get some kind of reaction. Yeah. If you fucking hate it, that's better than, you know, yeah. blah, I don't get anything. So, you know, love it, hate it, whatever, that, that's what we're going for. So, yeah. dude, I appreciate you guys coming yeah, out, man. Thank you so much, Thank bro. you so much, man. Peace.